0: All right. All right. All right. Big week. Lots to talk about. Got some good guests. Um, The volume, the trading volume on HBAR is up like 750%. Consensus went down. Convos were had. Um, It's clear that there's a lot to talk about. I already see King Solomon requesting to speak. We have other people coming up. Uh, But what I want to do... I want to make this episode as efficient as I can because there's too much good stuff um, to pack in. But there is something lingering above all of it, which is Hedera, a bubble, all these conversations surrounding TPS versus TVL, basically long-term strategy versus short-term strategy, getting people onto the network, getting liquidity, bridging gaps, all those different types of things. But then also um some of the nuances to those conversations. And, you know, basically it was late at night and I was thinking, like, huh, like these conversations are kind of boiling down in the most simplest way, like TPS versus TVL. It's kind of what people are arguing about. So I was I just tweeted like, what's more important, everybody? And um the poll kind of went kind of blew up and sparked a lot of good conversation. So um, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about there. But um, we're live on Twitter Spaces with another week in Hashgraph to unpack. Let's dive into the news and rumors, mega thread on Twitter, and get our first couple stories out of the way so I can start bringing some people up and chat about consensus. Um, so, what do we got going on this week? Let's get a couple things out of the way. Um, obviously, uh, consensus. Um, we have a, a great thread from. Co-founder of Twigital Jesse that breaks down some kind of highlights from that that we'll that we'll chat about later, um, but you know, big news. Uh, Google Cloud is is doing their Web3 startup program, um, featuring grants from the HBAR Foundation, Aptos, um, Flow, Near, Solana Foundation, totaling up to one million dollars USD each. Um, and yeah, the first signs of Web3 spring emerge. Um Google definitely going in heavy a couple companies, like I've noticed that like a couple companies like have really sprung up hiring right in web three moves being made, so I mean good signs right and i um I know that a lot of times folks are like, Oh, but Google's a governing council member. Why would they do things with other networks? Well, I mean it's a, it's a it's a web three startup program right it's not a hedera startup program it's a web 3 startup program um and there's a lot of networks out there that all do some really great things so one's not going to be right for everybody and google's a governing council member i mean they're 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 google of course they're going to try a bunch of different things they're not going to put all their eggs in one basket i'm curious to see what comes out of that um also on metrica Um, talking about TPS really at this rate, Hedera is set to hit 24 billion transactions per year, right? Let that sink in. That's kind of crazy. Um, just over 2 billion transactions a month. Um, I mean, being an HBAR investor and community member for so long, for years and years, um, through single digit TPS, and now we're talking about billions and billions um yeah it's uh it's kind of crazy um it, and of course i mean it, it it it's it's funny because as soon as we hit this massive amount of t p s people want more um i I see you know even folks like mance and Lehman and folks at the HBAR foundation, all these different types of things you know talking about even bigger numbers now, so it's it's clear that this is like they're expecting TPS to continue going up substantially. Um, they do say the network is throttled at 10,000 transactions per second. So it's clear this is a high throughput network, but already pinch me. Um, we're going to talk about something. There was some updates in regards to regulations. And I know some folks um, from Hedera were kind of repping there. We're going to talk about Aberdeen and th- them tokenizing a bunch of stuff Deloitte's making some moves in Web 3 with some kind of breadcrummy kind of vibes. Um, Earthlings, uh, Metaverse Play on Hedera, just published a preview of their uh, game environment. It looks awesome. I mean, it's in the Twitter thread pinned to the top of the spaces. Go check it out. Um, I mean, gaming is a huge part of this. One thing that the HBAR Foundation mentioned late last year, I think, was the the growth and investment in the gaming space on Web 3.0. Um, at some point outpaced defi so gaming's big i think that there's a lot of you know building happening but earthlings making some moves they've been a metaverse play gaming play on hedera for a long time and uh seems like they got some stuff to show for it and it looks amazing so check it out saucer swap uh hits 1 million all-time transactions which is huge um, but arguably even huger, hugerer, um, is they've announced the integration of their exchange on CoinMarketCap. Basically, it makes it way easier for um, existing tokens on the Hedera token service to get listed on this data aggregator. So um, that's that's wild. Um, and let's see what else is going on here. H HGraphio stuff, we're going to talk a little about that. There's a new forum website, blah, blah, blah. What else is going on? hash pack stuff we got some tesla things we got i'm sorry crypto report we got a bunch of stuff going on um and i know um we're gonna have uh brady stop by Um uh, but with that good evening from ottawa canada everyone my name is brandon davenport and i'm a creative developer musician and founder of dirksen davenport incorporated and like all of you i'm a hashgraph enthusiast um It is April 30th, and welcome to Hashgraph News Remembers, episode 74, TPS versus TVL. This is a weekly show where we cover the top stories related to Hedera, HBAR, and everything in between, broadcast live on Twitter spaces every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and made available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube every Monday. Get all the info you need about the show and listen to past episodes at itsbrandond.com slash hbar. If you're listening live now, check out the Twitter thread pins at the top of the spaces to take a deeper dive into each story. Also, everybody listening live, take a moment now, share the spaces, let your friends know you're listening. The more the merrier. You can also click the little comment button at the bottom right of the spaces to ask a question, share something interesting that listeners might like to know and I will talk about it. And the show continues to grow from hundreds of listeners to thousands across all platforms, and that's because of you guys tuning in every week, awesome guests giving their time to the show, and supporters sending some HBAR here and there. This show is by far one of my favorite things to do. If you're interested in becoming a supporter of the show, please consider making an HBAR donation. It helps continually add value to the Hashgraph community and keeps the show ad-free. You can send a donation to enthusiast.hbar. Using your Hedera wallet, the full HBAR address can be found on the Twitter thread pinned to the top. Brought to you by listeners like you. And lastly, a reminder to join the Hashgraph Enthusiast Twitter community. A great way for Hashgraph newbies and early adopters to connect, team up, share knowledge and insights. All that good stuff. That is in the thread as well. Um, this week, I've got some cool guests. I think we have Brady stopping by. Um, we've got Patches hopefully stopping by. we got the HBAR bull up here. we got King Solomon. Also... Um, we have a new segment that I'll be doing later in the show called the Reddit report. There's so many big and important convos happening on the Hedera community subreddit that has over 30,000 people in it. Um, and I don't see a lot of people talk about it on Twitter. So we're going to, we're going to bridge some stuff. We're going to have, um, community legend over on the subreddit perfect ability up later in the show to give us an update on the conversations happening there, but there's too much to talk about, um, H-Bar Bowl, King Solomon's up here. Consensus 2023. I mean, big stuff going down. And I'm really curious. Maybe I'll go to the H-Bar Bowl first. I'm really curious, just like, you know, like, how is it? Like, did any of your flights get delayed? How are you doing? Like, uh, how was it?
1: Yeah, So to start off from me, um, it was an absolute blast. I went to it last year. There, there was certainly some differences this year that I noticed. I didn't have any of my flights delayed, but I'm sure that uh, King Solomon can can give us some stories on that. I know he had a heck of a time getting home, and I feel for him on that. But it was just great to meet some of these people in, in person uh, and and have some conversations, just just good conversations, you know, around a beer and things like that. Uh, The differences I saw at the conference itself, so I don't think there was as many presenters this year, so it felt a little bit more open, and not surprisingly, you know, we're kind of in this bear market, so there's not as much capital capital sloshing around, Uh, but uh, it it was really engaging at the booth, so I worked the booth for a lot of the time, uh, and it was engaging because, you know, before last year, it seemed like I was explaining hedera and a lot of the benefits it brings to bear this year was more about you know people that already knew about hedera and wanted to figure out how they could build their applications or leverage their business off of hedera so that that was the main difference that i saw this year
0: right on. i love it and i know uh king solomon you had i uh, saw your tweet about your flight getting delayed and you got hung up in new york too like Are you, did you make it home yet? How are you doing, man? How was it?
2: Oh, dude, that was one of the most miserable experiences that I've ever, well, I mean, I can't say that. I mean, a lot of people go through like crazy shit, but I mean, there was like tornado warnings in Austin. So I was talking to my wife and, and Valor Friday morning and I'm like, they're probably going to cancel my flight. Five minutes after I got off the phone, they canceled my flight. Um, They rebooked it for seven or 8 a.m. Saturday morning. And I checked at, like, 8 or 9 o'clock at night, and I would have missed my connecting flight. So I had to rebook from there, and then I rebooked and flew into JFK. And then when I landed, I realized my connecting flight was canceled, so I went and stood at Delta for two hours. They got me on a standby flight at 8.30 p.m. and sent me to the wrong gate. And if you've ever been to New York and JFK, it's, like, one of the largest, most intimidating airports in the entire world. The terminals are all totally split, so you have to go through TSA every time you— switch a terminal they sent me to the wrong gate so i went to the right gate sat there for 45 minutes and that flight got canceled so then i paid 450 bucks for united um outside of delta to uh go outside of the entire airport go back into TS- tsa again <clears throat> i made it home last night at like probably like 11 o'clock at night i'm still really tired um but, yeah, I mean, it's a shit show flying anywhere. Uh, as far as the conference is, was concerned, I mean, that's, like, the first time I've ever been to, like, a really large-scale conference like that. And one of the things that became very apparent to me is that I, th- I still think we're really early in Crypto and Web 3, like, really early. But... I also think that there's real builders in this space and they're like few and far between based on how early that we are. And I think that Hedera certainly is one of the real builders um, just based on some of the discussions and interviews that that I was able to, you know, get from that event. So um, yeah, it was, it was a great time. Like Brandon said, uh, meeting everybody. I know Cooper had a barbecue. <clears throat> he was down there a little bit earlier in the spaces. Um, we were able to make it over a little bit later and meet him uh, as well as uh I mean, Jesse and, and Brandon from Twigital, fantastic, patches, uh, did an interview with May, did an interview with Mance Harmon, did an interview with Eric Bassini, who's the chief revenue officer at Swirls Labs, um, and then a bunch of other interviews across ecosystems. It was a pretty amazing. I mean, re- a, a little bit overwhelming and exhausting, but yeah, pretty uh, pretty awesome time.
0: That's awesome. And I mean, I want to I wanna tap into a little bit what uh, Brandon was talking about, just in kind of that a trend that we're seeing about, you know, of course, we see the awareness and and kind of mind share of Hedera and Hashgraph kind of spreading across the broader crypto ecosystem. You know, years ago, it might be the case that you talk to somebody at a conference about it, and they have no idea what you're talking about. And I mean, you know, Brandon, you've been at a ton of different kind of Hedera conferences and events and stuff and talked to many people. I know that um, last time I had you on the show coming off of a conference, you joined from the airport um, and from, you know, from, for what you're, you know, from your vantage point, participating in those capacities, like if you take a moment in your mind and kind of travel back to your experiences at maybe conferences last year, even years prior and your perceived sense of how many folks really knew about and understood Hedera at the time how does that compare to what you sensed at Consensus 2023? Like, is brand awareness and knowledge of Hedera growing? Are there any conversations that illustrate this that kind of jump out to you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I I think, and this is just a year ago, you know, 90, 80 to 90% of my conversations were, you know, discussing what Hedera was and, you know, its attributes compared to it was less than 10% of the conversations were along those lines. It was really all builders this year. Uh, The other thing that I I really liked from this year was having builders in the Hedera booth. And I I think that's something that, uh, you know, we're going to certainly, or I think that Swirls and and Hedera wants to leverage going forward. I don't know if you guys caught the demo that patches did, but, and that was along with May and from Hashpack, who was already, uh, who was also down there. Uh, But the implications for, for what patches put together, and I hope he makes it on here because I, I don't want to explain it. He he would probably uh, be driven nuts by my explanation of, of what he built. But the, the implication for businesses is, is really uh, impressive. And he spun it up in, in record time from from what he told me. So uh, it, it was good to have that kind of representation in the booth as well.
0: Yeah, it, he, he spun it up really fast. It was actually like, I think it was the day before or the day before that, he sent me a DM and he's like, oh, there's this thing I'm working on. And I was like, oh, you bu- you're building this right now? And it like, just the, the 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 momentum and kind of the creative energy. I think that that is the real benefit to having um, folks from the community representing kind of like Hedera at these conferences is, is, yeah, it's just this crazy energy that matches the people at the conference. Kind of, if you're coming to the Hedera booth, and you're kind of building and you're kind of like, what do I do? Where do I start? You're really talking to, like, if you're talking to patches, you're talking to someone that's in the exact same boat as you are like, Oh, I'm also trying to build on the network. And that's just, I, I just can see that creating so much momentum. And I imagine like, maybe just, uh, just to touch on that a little further, brand is like, you brought up kind of these peripheral um, gatherings and events and stuff like that. Um, you know, And we heard Patches talk about this in regards to NFT NYC, like sometimes just those um, ad hoc hangouts at bars and stuff after the conference are way better than the conference itself. Like um, if you were to put that, like if you were to place value on the conference itself versus like all the different kind of random meetups you were having, like, was that, was that a similar sense or, or um, was, was there really like that much value in the conference?
1: No, I think a lot of people would disagree with me. Uh, There was certainly a a fair amount of value in the side events, especially because they were really actually... And and Jesse, uh, my my co-founder at Twigital, uh, probably would disagree with me as well because he went to one of the Google conferences and got so much out of it. Uh, And then there was another Google event that I went to and I got a fair amount out of that. And the FIS World Pay, there was another event there. But I, I... Personally, I got a lot more out of the event itself. Uh, you know, learning about what else is being built, connections for Twigital, uh, and things along those lines. I, I did get a lot more out of the event itself.
0: That's awesome. And and uh, King Solomon, like I know you were there uh, with Genfinity, and you were on the interview tour. Like I, I you published a tw- uh, tweet or Twitter thread recently. Just listen to people you interviewed, and I was like, oh my god, like that's just incredible. And then I saw. Um, in the H Bar bulls video this week which was fantastic i mean if anyone hasn't had a chance to check it out definitely check it out um but you bumped into mance and you did an interview with mance um i'm curious to know kind of like wh- what was that like like it's like it's always crazy to see mance because we're used to seeing him like monthly at town halls and like really him and Lehman kind of being the face of Adira. And now, you know, he, they're at swirls. They're kind of more behind the scenes. Um, you know, what energy did you get from Mance? What sense did you get from Mance? Like, is he feeling like really confident? I know that there was like a little bit of alpha tease and the teaser, stuff like that. So I was just, I think people are curious about what's, you know, what's going on with Mance.
2: I mean, dude, it was like, um, <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> wild because I I I was like, Consistently going back to the Hedera booth. Obviously, I, I knew that I wanted to interview Brandon and, and Jesse from Twigdile. I knew that I wanted to interview May. I actually like kind of wanted to interview Zenobia and Christian from uh the marketing aspects. Um didn't didn't do those, but I asked I, I like I literally like randomly went up to Christian. And I'm like, you know, you want to do an interview? And he's like, Well, Mance is right there. Why don't you just interview Mance? And he walked over. And he's like, Hey Mance, this is uh Solomon, blah, blah, blah. He does work across chains and you know, has helped Adair with some bigger events and stuff like that. And uh he Mance was like, Yeah, let's do an interview. And I didn't have any I, I remember Brandon looking at me and being like, You gonna do this? And it was like I had like eight minutes of prep time. So I sat in the corner and like wrote as many questions as I could think of to ask and The sense that I got from talking to Mance and I talked about TPS, which you did an introductory aspect into the show with, I asked about real TPS. and I don't want to spoil too much, but the phrase that was used from Mance was what we're seeing right now with uh, essentially over a billion transactions every three weeks at this point in time, real transactions on, um, on the network is literally a drop in the bucket as far as what is expected to be coming, uh, in the future. So I did get some stuff out of that interview that I think is going to be really valuable and, um, just looking forward to it. So looking forward to publishing everything. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it was, it was almost like a star struck with some of the people that I got to meet Mance is certainly in that grouping, David Schwartz, the CTO of ripple was in that grouping. Like, um, it was pretty wild being able to actually interview some of these people that, that you've seen and they are like really fans of for like five, six years in the space and never thinking that you would ever be in a position to actually talk to them, let alone interview them and publish content and do everything else. So pretty crazy.
0: Maybe I'll ask this to you first, King Sullivan, and, then I'll, and then I'll ask Brandon is um, what other like booths or people or projects or whatever, like, was there anything that stood out at consensus like that maybe you didn't expect like i know maybe like maybe there's other L1s there or maybe there's some of the usual suspects but like um was there anybody that you bumped into or um anything that you that, that any encounter that you had that that just was really interesting and unexpected and really cool
2: uh i mean not i don't think like you know, I was not, like, super surprised by any project that I walked by or, or, you know, talked to down there, but it was more so just the connectivity aspects, like, people wanting to, like, ecosystems wanting to be interviewed and and, and and having discussions around and everything else. Like, we did as many as we possibly could. We tried to branch out, but there's, you know, there was, like, kind of, like, some... There was some, some pretty, pretty cool gamification aspects, like, that I saw that really looked slick, but then... Something that did surprise me was that, like, you know, some of the booth sizes and, like, where people, where some of these organizations and ecosystems are spending their, their marketing dollars. And is it really, like, kind of even justified? Like, I, I hold a little bit of XLM and Stellar. And, like, Stellar had a gigantic booth that, like, it wasn't even a booth. It was like a, I don't know, Brandon can probably even explain this better than I probably could, but it was like an entire, like, like, like a house. Like, that was how big their, their, their aspect of consensus was but like there wasn't a whole lot of people there it was like well you know why spend that much money doing it and Hedera's booth was like i would say 6 to 8 times bigger than like the smaller booths that were there and it was like the perfect size because there was i consistently saw traffic it was like right down the main center aisle that you would walk through um i don't know it was it was just pretty it was it, honestly dude like it's it's hard to even explain because like there were so many networking aspects that were really great there. And I think from what Brandon said, like he getting a lot of value for the booth aspects and, and just being there. My experience is kind of a 50 50 where we got a lot of value walking around and meeting people. And we certainly made a lot of networking contacts, but like trying to bang out and do as many interviews and, and talk to as many people as possible was like, we were kind of thrown all over the place. Um, and it was really cool. Like we were trying to be strategic where it's like, look, there's like, 90 or 90 booths or whatever it was and you know we don't need to interview all of them but we want to interview the ones that we that are either layer ones or layer zeros or that we kind of want to showcase so we did we we were able to uh interview um kava which was pretty cool um we were able to interview fendora from the privacy aspects which was pretty cool we obviously did hedera we did constellation the ceo of uh constellation and dag which was really cool david schwartz did mance Harmon, eric passini may brandon jesse from twitch i did we did patches at a guitar shop which was really cool i don't know it's just kind of an experience but it's almost like you can't it's impossible to like try to just you know just bang out interviews for the sake of banging out interviews because at the end of the day (laughs) valor from genfinity has to edit and, and and push them out and it's like how many can we actually do and which ones do we do we want to and need to do so
0: yeah absolutely. And maybe I'll throw that same question to you, Brandon, which is like, um again, you know, floating around the conference, hanging out with people. I know you spend most of your time at the booth, but like, actually, you know what maybe i'll I'll change the question a little bit because I know you definitely kind of man the booth uh, quite consistently, like, um of everyone who visited the Hadera booth, who surprised you the most? What was the most interesting? visitor to the Hedera booth that you that you saw?
1: All right. So I do – I want to answer that, but I also want to answer the, some of the other questions as well. Uh, so – and unfortunately, the most interesting conversation that I had uh, was somebody that, that ended up being pretty interested in Twitter, and he asked to remain anonymous for now. So I have to hold off on that, but I also – um there were several people that came through that, that checked out twigital there was some a museum curator uh they got really interested in it and it was just you know it seemed like twigital was something different for a lot of the people that were just uh coming through you know something interactive that they could play with um going along the things that um king solomon was talking about about booth size and all and where they decide to spend their dollars i think um hedera actually or swirls labs did put a fair amount of money into this conference uh, but it doesn't necessarily Necessarily, all have to go into the booth like you, you have these sprawling uh, areas that you know some of these uh, entities like circle and he mentioned stellar there'll be there's these sprawling just general areas it's not even a booth you know and there'll be places to sit down and they'll have tvs and they'll have different sections and things like that um, hedera decided to go with a smaller booth it was uh 10 by 30 um and but they also put some money into some other things like they had a separate conference room on the second level that uh people could go up there and and block off time for different things so for example twigital and turtle moon patches and um another uh unthink ai which is an ai platform that's that's leveraging hedera as well they all went up there with a vc and apparently And I wasn't up there. Jesse was doing the pitching for for Twigital. But it wasn't like one at a time. Like It wasn't that Patches would pitch and then Jesse would pitch and then uh, Tina would pitch. It was that they were all playing off of each other of how they could use the platforms all together, like really showing the ecosystem uh, aspect of Hedera. Uh, so that was really neat. Um, and, and yeah, so you don't necessarily just spend all your money on the booth. There there are other things you can leverage at, at uh, ConsenSys. Uh, but the other thing that you, you mentioned, you know, what was some of the other booths and, and what was interesting there? And the thing that really sticks out to me is the St. Jude's uh, Children's Research Hospital. So they're doing some things, um, you know, in in Web3 and, you know, I I don't want to talk out of turn. I don't want to talk about exactly what we're thinking about doing because it it might be something that comes to fruition. Uh, But they they were talking about, you know, we were talking about ways they could they could use Twigital. So uh, and I I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to leave in about five minutes. Uh, But but great experience across the board.
0: I I love it. And then just before you go, I just wanted to tack on that last question. Just again, you know, you be you being kind of at the Hedera booth. Um, I, I remember last conference, you mentioned someone like from the white house or something stopping by the booth or something. Were there any kind of like, um, uh, people that stuck out that, that visited the booth where you were like, what are you doing here?
1: Um, I, There was some of that, but I guess because of last year, um, it, the, the big surprises were kind of came out last year, and I didn't directly talk to some of the people that kind of su- surprised us at the booth, but I know the the government from Ontario was there. But, you know, I, I know you, you look down at people's badges and are surprised. I, I had a conversation with Fidelity. Um, I saw Pepsi was there. Um, you know, and, and there were several others that, that all of a sudden you're, you're having this conversation and you look down at their name tag and, and they're either this impressive government or, you know, large enterprise.
2: Hey, I will say Brandon, and I don't think this is stepping across the line here because there's nothing that I can say because I don't know, but talking to a couple of the people we were, we were able to interview and talk to from Hedera, whether that be Mance or Eric or maybe whoever it may have been, um, it seems like there are quite a few more governing council members that are lined up that just haven't been announced yet. Um, And I'm really like, I don't know who they are. They seem to be really excited about who they were. And I have like, I have no idea to be on. Like if I knew I would tell you guys, or at least I might DM some of you guys on the side and be like, don't share this shit but um they seemed to really excited and there's i think there's a lot coming down the pike at least that was that was what i got from it so
1: yeah, there's there's definitely some more coming down the pike, but I mean, just to, it doesn't matter if, if it's how we're dealing with government. I mean, how many times have you seen a layer one have representation, you know, in front of Congress? And and Milmini did a fantastic job. I haven't even heard all that; I just heard her opening statements and uh, what she had going on at Congress. But you know, impressive across the board. Uh, again, Brandon, I'm gonna probably have to jump off here in a couple seconds, but I, I see Patches just jumped up, so so it's probably a good time for me to jump off.
0: Oh yeah, well, it's always a pleasure having you, man. Uh, again, if people haven't watched. Uh, your latest video, you, you got to go out and watch it. But uh, thanks for stopping by, man. I really appreciate it. As mentioned, Patches is up here. Patches, H uh, Graph um, rocking with a demo. Stuff's going on. He's in secret rooms with VCs. Um, all sorts of things going down at the conference. Patches, how are you doing? Any flights delayed? Did you make it home okay? How's it going?
3: Yeah, definitely delayed flight, um, but made it home just fine. Uh, gave me some, some time to take a lot of notes and uh, compile a lot of things in the airport with the extra four hours because I had nothing else to do. So it forced me to do busy work because otherwise I'd just been bored. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was uh, definitely, uh, I would put it up there with the the best conference I think I've ever gone to in, in terms of, you know, the, the opportunity. Um, you know, East Denver was not this. Um, East Denver you know, I think there was like one or two pretty good contacts that we looking to do exactly like what I was hoping to get out of it. A lot, a lot of good connects, a lot of good connections. And don't get me wrong, like going to Eaton was worth it. Um, but uh, this was just a highly potent uh, place with um, opportunity and businesses looking for solutions. And, you know, it's it's consensus, right? So which? How do you do this fast? How do you come to? How do you come to consensus? And how can you help me? Um, Hadera is just uniquely positioned to be the one jumping up and down with bright red flags, saying, "You know, come over here." Um, yeah, I. I, uh, I think some of the main things weren't even out external from Hadera that I was really excited to do. Like I, I pretty much talked to Mance exclusively for 45 minutes, one on one, in the booth, which is just. An opportunity, you know, like that—that that does not happen often. Um, and it was really just kind of like a great, uh, a great conversation. That, yeah, I wish I would have recorded it or remembered most of it. Um, seems like we were vibing. He loved the demo, uh, which really uh, felt good to to get that validation that what we're doing is is you know bringing that web two user experience, uh, but have web three underlining is is, is in line it's um, where we need to be going. And yeah, got to got to talk about AI with Mance, which is really cool. And um, yeah, that is kind of like the future trajectory of of what uh, what Hadera is going to be doing in the next couple of years. Um, got to meet, you know, CFO of Hadera proper, so like the governing council. Um, got to meet the CFO of uh, Sort of Labs, which was um, really cool. And uh, and then and then the conference started. That was all like, <laughs> you know, like day one stuff. Uh, and then there were also two and a half days, um, which is a blur, my, my contact sheet of like really fruitful, good conversations, either cross network, um, you know, uh, collaborations, either partnerships, uh, possible um, development work, because HGraph is now, a, you know, an enterprise um, development shop using Hedera to, to solve enterprise problems. Um, and it, it there's a lot of, a lot of lucrative leads there. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, very, very good conference. It was amazing to jam with King Solomon. So there was even like a personal element that was just, you know, talk to this guy so much the last two years, never seen him. Uh, now we got to jam out in a guitar shop and that's um, in Austin. And that was, that was really cool with Valor and um, Jesse from Twitch and all and, just a little, really good bond making, you know, really, really good human to human um, interactions when we're always staring at digital screens.
0: Yeah, apparently there's a new record dropping. The, the what is it? The rise of the Turtle King, or what, that's the title, right? That's the working title.
3: I like that. Title,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> something, something. Yeah, I mean, I, I forget what the. I think the the band name is going to be called Taco Velvet
0: taco velvet is so good i read that and i was like oh that's that's a good band yeah, name.
2: yeah and the first album is uh yeah the rise and fall of the turtle king or something like that yeah you
3: just want you want to get sued by that taco shop we continually went to because it was so amazing <laughs> this was my
1: yeah. Patches, patches
2: patches uh, apparently is a taco connoisseur to the to the point where he was telling people <laughs> like for two days straight it's the best taco that you'll ever have in your entire life and like um yeah and i was gonna try to throw the vegetarian uh name in there with like the vegetarian taco velvet king or something but i think taco velvet's a really good band name and i think um the rise and fall of the turtle king is uh (laughs) that's what we're gonna have to plan we're gonna do it digitally um and we're gonna uh we're gonna release an apocalyptic album nft that burns and rugs you like in real time so
0: that's exciting
2: We've talked
3: about none
0: of this, but, but I'm here for it. 100%. Now, speaking of talking about things that nobody knows about what you're talking about, it sounds to me like there's a lot of interesting things going down in the, in kind of that, that room on the second floor that Hadera had. I mean, uh, H. Barbola, Brandon, he was mentioning, you know, Patches, you and Jesse and some folks were the VC in there and you were chatting with Mance and stuff. Like, obviously, some of those conversations were private, but like, can you can you take can we spend a little more time in that room with you? do you remember um any other cool things that that happened kind of behind the scenes uh there or even just at the conference in general that uh people might find interesting
3: um I don't know about too much of behind the scenes it's uh it's pretty boring <laughs> like, well do we have these papers ready and are these stickers aligned <laughs> um but the, yeah, the conversation that, you know, I've pitched VCs a lot in my career, um, different, uh, different settings, different angles. I've never pitched a VC where it was three V one, you know, you're always outnumbered by that. Um, and so uh, it was very organic. We came up to, um, to go in the room and Jesse was there and um, I forget her name from unthink AI. She was, she was a gem. She was really nice. Um, she was there and uh then the VC came in and Jesse had like a meeting with him, but then I was like, oh, well, we'll leave you to it. And he's like, no, I kind of want him to, to get the vibe of the whole ecosystem. And then we continually like told a linear story of how Hedera helps use cases. And then, you know, Twigital was talking about how you can like create 3D objects and tokenize them. And then each uh, graph was there as a decentralized database where you could organize and index them. And then Unthink AI was there Was like, hey, you can turn them into an AI generated store that's centric on content that people are making, uh, which is what uh, Unthink AI does. It's really, really cool pop-up store affiliate um, demo for when you create a blog about hiking and then it reads your content and pulls in the most most competent affiliate links. uh, You agree to it and then you have a a little pop-up store that you can gain a little bit of revenue from um, generated through AI, which is... Very, very cool. So, um, yeah, it was, it was an organic storytelling of soup to nuts from all the way down to the database to how do you tokenize these assets to make them interactable to how would it look like in a store? And then obviously you remove that regular Ecom web two experience and you put it into a metaverse experience or, or something in a 3d environment and it all, it all really just makes sense. So very, very cool pitch.
0: That's awesome. I love that. And like, um it also too just in general like i mean it just must have been uh like i mean you've bumped into folks before like may and all those different types of all those different types of things but there were also people that you'd never met before like king solomon and stuff like just touching on that again like and maybe i'll throw it uh to you as well after patches king solomon is like just you know seeing people in person in the in the as people call it the meat space and connecting like how like I hear over and over and over again, and I know myself it's like it's so different, but um for folks that maybe don't get the chance to do that, you know, as this ecosystem grows, as opportunities for for more people to to meet up in person grows, like, um, what's the what's the best way you could kind of like communicate that value or kind of how important that is, maybe from the standpoint of just being a, you know, a startup, um, or someone like King Solomon with a you know, community initiative, like Genfinity and stuff like that, like, um, I think that a lot of people kind of getting started in crypto kind of during the pandemic and all that kind of stuff coming online with this, like, it's it's really important.
3: Yeah, I ha- I'm sorry, I had the answer. And then um, my dog needed a treat. She was a good girl. So I kind of forgot <laughs> That's okay. um, the exact. <laughs> uh,
0: what was, okay, let me resummarize. Um it was very cool seeing everybody in person and making new friends and seeing old friends, um, any way to kind of make an impression on people how important that is.
3: Sorry. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, it's paramount, right? Like a, a community that's, uh, it, not engaged with each other and knows what each other is doing. is not as effective as a community that's intertwined. And I would even point to the demo that we were able to make, um, that was possible through our partnership with Hashback because we're in a community and we talk to each other a lot. And we, you know, I presented them an idea. And if this is a, a thing that they would be willing to partner with us, they said yes. And then we had, I think, the coolest demo um, to demonstrate the speed and ability of Hedera to bring in a lot of really good user experience and onboard people who don't even know they're going into Web3, just like MasterCard, just like S- Starbucks. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's extremely, it's hard to measure, but it's definitely beneficial that that was like the second time I hung out with May. We had a great time at East Denver and um, it was great, you know, just chatting with her again in the booth and after, um, you know, going to parties and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's community building in real life and it's, um, you know, you're getting comfortable with, with others in in the ecosystem and they can lead to partnerships and it can lead to ideation. That's not just centric to a wallet, not just centric to a database, but a loyalty program that needs both, you know,
0: love that. Um, King Solomon, same question to you, like, um, you know, just for, for a lot of people that were getting started in, you know, Hedera or some other network and building and, and in in a, at a time when not a lot of people could meet up and get together, like, just refreshing into that, getting, you know, now getting, we're back into it. Like, you know, it's so important to, to see people in person and go to these things. Um, and, uh, you know, if you can make an impression on people, you know, with that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I mean, I'm a little bit of a wild animal obviously. So like, uh, (laughs) it was pretty interesting going down there, obviously meeting patches because I think we have a lot of like, we we have different ethoses like in the in the way that we kind of not not ethoses in the way that we like live life but the way that we believe in this technology and the way that this technology is going to grow and um we have a lot of synergy and like thought around that so like meeting with patches and just getting to like literally shoot the shit off of spaces or off of just like random like initiatives that you know not random but like initiatives that like H-Graph or Total Turtle Moon and or Genfinity is doing and just like literally just talking about what we think about this space uh i would actually say that probably the discussions that we patches and i were having were some of the best discussions that i had down there for four or five days just because it wasn't like it wasn't positioned around anything with even hgraph or even genfinity or like any of that stuff it was just like where do we think this space is going to go what do we need in these ecosystems like you know, because when you go down there and you're networking with people, you're trying to just present a very finite view on, like, here's what I do. You know, are you guys interested in this? Let's show you a little bit about what we do. And it's like, it was really cool meeting patches. It was really cool meeting everybody else down there, um, doing the interviews. Um, got a lot of ideas about, you know, future spaces and potential for collaboration and everything else. But, I mean, I think those, to me, the most valuable – things that came out of consensus consensus and this is just me personally you know networking's going to happen regardless because we're all here we're consistent in this space we have that continuity aspect that a lot of people just don't have in a bear market or coming out of a bear market was meeting the people that i've like been talking to for like a year or two and like seeing them face to face and being like it's the same fucking dude that i've been talking to online it's just like really cool to to talk in person you know
0: that's awesome i love it well before i get on to the next part of the show here I wanted to just um, hit both of you one more time and ask, kind of like, is is there what is there any other kind of highlight or um, cool moment that that, uh, that that you want to share from the conference or any any kind of thing you want to plug or anything you want people to be aware of? Um, just before I uh, boot you back down to listeners.
2: Yeah, I'll start. Um, so we have. I was able to meet David Schwartz. So, obviously, like coming into crypto and getting so heavy into Ripple and XRP research for a good, you know, I'm still doing it now, but, you know, the first couple of years after Bitcoin and Ethereum, like just and starting to actually research, I dove really deep into those ecosystems. Meeting that guy was like, and then being able to actually like talk to his because he doesn't have like, You can't just ad hoc be like, I'm going to interview David Schwartz. You have to go through a marketing person or not a marketing person, but like a, um, whatever his communications liaison and stuff like that. Being able to actually do it. And then saying like, you have 10 minutes to do it. This is your chance do it or don't do it. And then being prepared enough to do it because I've done it enough for the past six months where i know how to shock on these interviews. It's a little bit of validation. Um, Mance was an amazing interview meeting with patches meeting with may, um, a greedy who is at uh uh bcw who deals in uh the hedera ecosystem of multiple waters meeting with uh ben jorgensen who is the ceo of constellation and dag i mean there's so many things to think about but yeah it was just really interesting and i'm sure you know like patches said before like uh you know i just I, it was really a pleasure to meet patches and go jam at a guitar shop and just be like you know i don't get to do that shit very often so Pretty cool to be able to do that as well.
0: I love that. I have that video. It's in the thread. Um, if people want to watch that after, it's 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 so it's surreal. It's super cool. Like that's the other thing is music um, connects people. So I love that. And patches. Maybe I'll throw it over to you just to wrap it up here on this segment. Is like any other cool highlights from the conference, or is there anything um, that you want to plug or let people know about just before I let you go here?
3: Uh, No, I I think there's a lot of really cool things that might come out of this. And they're all too young that I think if I'd say it here, they might kill them. Right. So uh, a lot of really good connects, um, a lot of really good project opportunities that um, I would say I feel passionate about and and would be great to, to, to impact. And, but, you know, for me just kind of like Solomon, you know, he, he got to, he got to interview like, you know, the King of Ripple and I got to talk to Vance of Federa and, having that much time with him, um, showing him the demo and getting that insight on it, having, you know, telling him kind of like what our roadmap is and his thoughts on it. Um, I think that's invaluable for for us and our project. And then, um, every, you know, kind of think- everything we've been talking about, just the... I would have to call out Twitch. I hung out with Brandon and Jesse probably more than, than anyone else. Just um, we had the same booth time and we're hanging out and those guys are freaking smart. Uh, Jesse is just like an accomplished architect. Um, the ability of tokenizing assets I think was paramount. A lot of people understood the value add and I think they even, they might uh, Yeah, I'm not going to say that but I, I, they were a really good demo. A lot of people loved their demo in the booth so definitely a huge shout out to Twigital and Brandon and Jesse uh, for being such cool people and being able to meet them the first time. That's awesome. That's well, what I was awesome. going
2: to say before I rug real quick and I know you're going to hot me down with because your next segment but I, the more that I look into what Twigital and Brandon, Brandon and uh, Jesse are doing, it's like, <clears throat> I think there's a, a whole ton of opportunities that can really shine a, a huge light on what Hedera can actually facilitate. And I think that those guys are, are onto something that's really special. And um, yeah, that's kind of all that I have. So
0: it's Twigital. I love it. Like, honestly, the photogrammetry stuff and the stuff they're doing, it's like, it's it's next level. So uh, I mean, of course, huge, huge shows. Well, um, thank you, King Solomon Patches. Thank you for uh, for stopping by. Um, I'm going to uh, kick you back down here. I love Twitter Spaces because it's like I'm doing a radio show and I can just like hang up on people. Right? It's not like a Zoom call where I gotta I gotta be like put down your hand. Um, so let's dive into it here. I've got a new segment for the show because. Um I noticed a bit of an information problem in in the in the hedera space. Um, I've made a recent discovery that inside of our hedera bubble there are also bubbles with inside of th- this bubble that need to be popped and there's a Twitter bubble and there also is a Reddit bubble. So what we want to do is we want to try to bring some stuff together and get things flowing. So this is a new um part of the show, I've got a great guest up here, and it's called the Reddit Report, because a massive portion of the broader crypto community is concentrated inside of Reddit, with plenty of deep, nuanced discussions and niche subreddits giving new projects visibility. One of these is the Hedera subreddit, with over 30,000 Hashgraph enthusiasts and newscomers sharing news, asking questions, and deep diving into conversations. A lot of these valuable discussions aren't seen by the hedera community on twitter so we've got hedera subreddit user Perfectability to break down the important discussions this week hopefully this new part of the show will help more useful info to the surface um and perfect ability welcome to the show i'm thrilled to have you on here to, to chat about what's going on with uh with the subreddit so welcome
4: Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me. This is, uh, my first, uh, Twitter space that I'm speaking. So, uh, this is uh real amazing. Uh, thanks for, you know, everyone that showed up and, uh, you know, thank you for you guys for putting this together. This is, uh, this is really cool.
0: This is, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. So, I mean, you mentioned, you don't spend a lot of time on Twitter and mostly spend your time on the Hedera subreddit. So what draws you to, uh, Reddit in the Hedera community there? What sets it apart, uh, from Twitter?
4: Um, I guess it's kind of like um, I've just always been a, like a Reddit guy. Like I don't have any, you know, like Reddit is the only social media that I have. And I just really love the way uh, just, you know, Reddit is like, you know, structured. Um, one of my biggest issues uh, with uh, Twitter right now is that um, if you don't pay for the, for the blue check mark, uh, then your comments are not going to be to the top. And with Reddit, all the best comments, you know, the most insightful that people upvote kind of like likes they get uh, put to the very top so if you're you know if you have like something really insightful uh you know to see or to you know to say and you write in a comment but you don't have you know the blue check mark then your comment's going to be at the bottom and a lot of like you know the um the bad comments get put at the top unfortunately so that's mainly like one of the main reasons i have uh, one of the main issues rather that i have uh, with twitter but it's it's an amazing app i mean you know look look what it does you know it brought us all together and you know we can do a lot of amazing things but uh just red is kind of more of like you know like my neck of the woods i just feel more comfortable being there and you know i've been there for a while so i know like a lot of people uh you know kind of like jeep um i think his name is tom dotson on here or something like that um he's on there and he's just you know he's just an amazing and uh him um we we connected and uh there's just you know like a good community Uh, Just as you can find it on Twitter and, you know, other uh, um, social media. Of course. So I I
0: totally feel you. And and I love that because Reddit, I mean, Reddit's a huge player in Web3. Like Reddit had had their massive, massive NFT collections. And I don't think people truly understand the size of the crypto community on Reddit and the depth of the conversations. And that translates to the Hedera subreddit.
4: Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, what I did, um, I picked five topics. You know, that were uh, the number one talked. Um, you know, topics on the subreddit. And uh, for number one was the uh, U.S. House Committee of Agriculture uh, hearing. Um, I thought that Neil Meany, Rubin, the their chief of staff and head of global policy, I thought she did an amazing job. Um, you know, like she uh, she went over uh some synopsis you know where how the congress can help you know shape regulation she um she brought up three use cases uh which were the tune fm uh which people were not too happy about it because they're saying you know if all the amazing use cases she used uh tune fm but i think she just used it because you know it's kind of everyone knows what spotify is so you know sometimes when you know, you're talking to these lawmakers they're not you know, on par with technology so i think that was one of the reasons why you know tuna FM was uh, used the other one was dovu um which i'm sure was because of you know, tracking carbon and the last one she used for example was the avc global for pharmaceutical integrity and that was the whole uh, tracking uh coronavirus uh, vaccine so i think she just used that just you know to show that like with hedera you can have integrity in the supply chain and have um you know just everything on par with no uh fraud or uh or anything um and I did a little digging on uh Nilmini, and she is you know like a badass woman um I was just you know reading up on what you know her some of her qualification and what she's done she was the policy advisor for the US House of Representatives senior advisor under secretary of state for political affairs at the US Department of State worked as a consultant at Deloitte and boy, uh, booze Allen Hamilton and Deloitte um if you've seen recently has posted a lot of um um job openings um uh, in web3 uh in crypto building so um you know hopefully they'll have some more use cases for us uh they, they're currently building an article system but uh it looks like they're ready to uh amp up their uh you know, their uh, their use case, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, She also served as a VP for International Public Policy and Regulation Affairs at the Harris Corporation, Senior Advisor at the Center for uh, Global Development. Um, And throughout her career, Ruben has been recognized for her contribution in the field of international development and uh, diplomacy, that she is recognized by the World Economic Forum as a young global leader. Um, And after her... Um, after the hearing, you know, when she said what she had to say, I think the cherry on top was um, Representative Dusty Johnson uh, said, "Very well said." And uh, if you guys can hear, I'm just going to play uh, the last 30 seconds of what she said, just so you guys can hear what uh, um, what Dusty Johnson said.
2: Assets to operate risks shutting out the ability to regulate the industry, and most importantly, risks removing the american people's access to the efficiency transparency and data storage tools that the rest of the world will be using to their competitive advantage thank you for focusing on policy for the next wave of digital innovation
1: very well said mr Massett.
4: so so yeah that was pretty cool you know like she just said all that and then he's like very well said so this guy uh dusty johnson um he loves her there um, another uh, talking point uh, was his speech about um, and here I'll play for you guys because
1: in this marketplace as in every marketplace there are fraudsters and hucksters uh, that seek uh, to make money while, unfortunately giving uh, the whole industry a bad name and uh, there uh, the hits and misses uh, are well known to all of us you have hits like Ethereum, Hadera, Filecoin, and then you have outfits like banana coin, kodak coin and moon coin. So
4: those Yep. Yeah. So right there uh Rep Dusty Johnson just showed us what he holds in his wallet. Um you know, it was awesome to hear him uh, mention that and um Rep Dusty Johnson, he's a member of the House Committee on Agriculture um and Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, uh which is really awesome because the um, House Committee on Agriculture or excuse me the House Committee of Transportation Infrastructure. They include aviation, maritime, highway, transit, railroad, pipeline, hazmat, and water resources. So you guys can see where, you know, like him liking Hedera can branch off to, which um, I think is uh, is uh, really amazing. And uh, I'm going to pause here for a little bit. Or Brent, do you have anything to add or, you know, anybody else that want to say anything about the hearings or anything else?
0: Well, I just want to say perfect ability, My goodness. I, I remember we had a conversation um, and I was like, "Oh, we gotta figure out what's going on, on Reddit. I gotta have you on the show to give us some updates and like you've got clips you got I could hear you shuffling through notes and stuff. so this is this is amazing. So to be honest, <laughs> I did my homework uh, a it, 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 like, well, this is the thing people need to know is like on the Hedera subreddit, it's so different from Twitter because you'll have someone ask a simple question like, Oh, what's this about? And someone will literally reply with like a paragraph response, complete breakdown of everything.
4: Oh, it's amazing. I love it. That's one of the reasons is because, you know, like you literally um, you just have amazing discussions and, um, you know, with the upvotes, um, people can just, you know, like see like the best answer. Then you can just, you know, go from that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, And also, too, like most of the time people just screenshot those uh, (laughs) those threads and post to the Twitter. So I'm like, it's this information breakdown. So. To be honest, you're really prepared. I'm enjoying this, so what I'm going to do is I'm gonna I'm gonna take a back seat here. I'm gonna let you get through your other four, um, you know, top fives of the Reddit report, and um, I'm gonna enjoy it because I think this is fantastic.
4: Sure. Um, and bef- um I think you know um, this would be a good time. We talked about uh, tw- uh, Twigital, and I. You know, like I loved that up too as, you know, patches and uh, King Solomon said, I think that's, uh, you know, definitely something that's going to be up and coming with the whole, you know, creating a digital clone. Um, and the way I see like that expanding into the future, um, you know, for instance, like for education, um, you can create like a twin of literally like anything. Um, sure, with Twitter right now, the technology is a little bit limited. You know, you can probably just only do like small objects. But I think in the future with digital clones, you'll be able to do like you know like pretty like massive objects. And for instance, you could be able to use that for education. Um, like say, if you wanted to show your students like how big do you guys think the pyramids of Giza are, and you know, with create a digital clone of it, uh, you can put that say next to the school, and you can show like the kids how you know like truly like big and grandiose the pyramids are. Um, you know, also with uh, like heavy machinery uh you can take a digital clone of that machine and then you can expect it to see if there's any damage to it uh you can see like the hours on it um it's just just really 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 cool um so um, i'm really excited to see like you know um, what they can do and that it's being built on a hedera i think that's a really you know pretty exciting uh uh thing to look forward to a bitcoin or ethereum uh whoops not mean to play that And what else do I have in my notes here? kind of shuffling here. Uh, Let's see. Oh, uh, one of the interviews, um, Dr. Bear says, and I quote, ledgers are going to take over the world the same way that databases took over the world of records keeping on paper. It's the same thing. And I, you know, like him saying that, that's just – you know, I just kind of made my uh my goosebump just you know like tingle a little bit. Um, I-, I totally see it. You know, like back in the day, like we t- we took everything on you know paper, uh you know if you just you know records and then, um, databases came in and we were able to you know like take that information and you know um be able to attain it faster, search through it, um you know store maybe you know a little more secure and you know um DLTs uh just take databases and just you know like just put some on steroids um so that was a pretty uh exciting um little snippet that uh you know Dr. Bear said um and I think it's also important to you know mention that I know a lot of people were they don't like that Hedera is working with uh WUF uh just for you know some reason that they think that's kind of like the Illuminati or stuff like that um but i personally think you know it's a good thing because it shows uh the trust you know that hedera like has uh you know like for government or, or these kind of bodies um they released a white paper just you know uh, um recently and on page uh what page i think it was on page 14 they uh, mentioned that they're going to be using the uh hedera guardian um you know for carbon tracking and also on page Seventeen, they had a shout out to uh, Flow Carbon, uh, which is also using Hedera uh, through the um, through the Guardian, and uh, these assets are you know verifiable, auditable, and discoverable in the Hedera Public Ledger, and this will allow for transparent communication to stakeholders, including governments and, and NGOs, with fully audit auditable and specific assets. Um, saucer Swap crossed A million transaction uh which was you know awesome too and i mean i i I can keep going guys this is like
0: here here's what here's what i'll say is um what else what i'll say here is i think those are i think really the top of mind like those are really the big things um in the hedera subreddit uh so that's that's really great and that is the reddit report and i love this and i think that um as we kind of like it's it's interesting like there's there's so much happening on the subreddit it's it's its own kind of crazy flow and we want to kind of bring it into the show let it come into the twitter community here and if you're on the twitter community go check out the hedera subreddit um, it's great and if you're on the hedera subreddit come bring some of this information to uh, the twitter community and vice versa i mean the more that we can share this information the better Like I said, there are bubbles inside the bubbles. Let's break out of those and then break out of the Hedera bubble together. I love it. So perfect ability. I really, really appreciate you stopping by. This is far, far beyond my expectations. As soon as I hear uh, a paper ruffling and there's notes and you've got like live clips and stuff, I'm like, all right, this is, this is great. So I really appreciate it.
4: (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, And, you know, before I sign off, um, there's one more thing I'd like to mention. This is, uh, you know, it's not confirmed, but, I think it's a pretty big uh, uh uh breadcrumb. Uh so apparently uh Tesla might be using Hadera. Um and the the crumb is uh Avery Dennison started uh you know tracking like battery emission and stuff like that. So that's um definitely something to keep an eye on because that would be, you know, a pretty uh, a pretty big uh, um you know connection to be working with Tesla just you know because how you know Elon is and how much weight he still has in the crypto market.
0: Right. I think I have something here regards to that as well. Um
4: Yeah, yeah. That'd be a really awesome thing to talk about because yeah. it's um it's it, it looks good. You know, it's it's not confirmed but it's it's looking pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, I think that the key thing here is um yeah the tie the tie in is yeah Avery Dennison and the uh global battery alliance or whatever like that they're both referenced in tesla's stuff and every Dennis, the atma io platform is is involved in the in the gba and stuff so yeah it's like we don't know exactly you know what what network they're using or if they're leveraging hedera through atma but i mean if, if there if if there ever was a breadcrumb this would be it
4: i thought so too
0: okay that's awesome well um thanks again perfect ability appreciate you was there any uh shout outs you wanted to give or plugs you wanted to give just before i uh, i boot you off
4: uh i just want to give a shout out to you man thanks for doing this
0: right on okay appreciate you and let's continue on with the show because we have a bit more news to cover and shout out again to perfect ability i mean i, I reach out to guests for the show I mean, I do have a lot of people reach out to me to be guests on the show and stuff like that, but sometimes it doesn't fit with the flow. Sometimes I'm not interested. Sometimes it feels like it might just be a bit of a plug or something. Usually the guests on the show are people I'll like asked. I mean, it's funny. Like um, recently, the way that I get guests on the show is like, there's just a conversation on Twitter. Um, Maybe someone gets mentioned or something like that. And I'll be like, oh, you you should pop by the show. And they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll pop by. And it's like, oh, okay, great. Like it's very, it's very organic. It's very cool. Um, and, and I was thinking, and I was, I was like, maybe I could try that with community members and stuff that have this wealth of information and are just looking at a whole other corner that I, you know, a lot of people might not have time to pay attention to. And sure enough, um, great convo, perfect ability. Um, fantastic. So the Reddit report, I like it. Now, um, we got some other stuff to talk about and what I'll do is I'll take a quick, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll. we'll We'll bring the pace down a little bit for a minute here. And I wanted to talk about the whole TPS versus TVL thing um, and where that conversation comes from. Because I, you know, I, like I was saying at the top of the show, it was late at night. I was feeling goofy. I put out a poll um, and, you know, over 650 votes. And I basically asked, what's the most important for Hedera right now? I don't even think that was worded very well. Like what's the most important for Hedera right now? That's, that's a horribly worded tweet. Anyways, more TVL or more TPS. And the reason I asked this to the community was there is a conversation happening. And I think it was because when we had that step function in TPS, right from single digits to 600 plus TPS back in January. I think that so many people in the community are hyper-focused in TPS being the, um, the the signifier of growth for the network. And I think that a lot of people in the community were surprised after that step function that there wasn't a, you know, hurrah from the broader crypto ecosystem. Arguably, you know, it it was, you know, you could say it was kind of a negative response, like... These aren't real transactions, all those different types of things. We've heard it. We've seen it. We don't need to go over it again. But the bottom line is it was a bit surprising, I think, that a lot of people were thinking it was going to be a little bit different. And I think that the hope was for a lot of projects, startups, retail investors in Hedera, the possibility of new liquidity of new users of new accounts coming over to the network with more eyeballs on it that would happen and it turns out that tps may not be the attention grabbing thing right it might not be uh the hot new headline that's needed and it may turn out as the community is is talking about is well what's the tried and true crypto kingmaker kpi it's tvl it's total value locked and there's a couple parts to this the reality is that most big money in crypto and just in general is not really managed by humans right i mean blackrock hasn't used an analyst for decision making in regards to investing for 20 years and most other everyone's followed suit it's ai right it's it's a it's a lot of artificial intelligence making these decisions and they are biased towards signals like um you know uh tvl sorry oh my goodness um yeah they're, they're they're biased towards things like tvl um and uh let me see here i got my notes here all those different stuff i mean uh let me see here lost my train of thought i had a list of things anyways the the social engagement amount of developers building on the network um all like just the standard metrics in when we look at hedera it's like it's tps it's a hash graph it's not a blockchain it doesn't like it doesn't tickle the ai the same way that other networks might throw off some of these signals and get some of this big money in and it does seem like you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of when um when when You know, Google search was getting really, really big and and it got to the point where it was really the key factor in the success of a company is your ability to appear and rank high in search results. And a lot of people stopped making websites for humans and they started making websites for machines, right? For these algorithms and the quality of these websites went down because they were effectively trying to game the, the, the algorithms that ranked websites and those algorithms were slow to adapt to those things and also there were incredibly innovative websites that just by their very nature went against the biases of these algorithms and ai so all these different types of things i think that um on one hand it might just be par for the course that hedera and their kind of counterintuitive strategy when compared to other networks in the crypto space you know they might not get the attention of this you know ai controlled big money i mean most of if not all like all of the money invested in hedera the network is you know managed by humans and a lot of money in a lot of these other networks is not and that's because hedera isn't throwing off some of these signals the same way that and AI would. So, it, what this conversation around TPS versus TVL really boils down to is: Do we play the game long term versus short term? Right? Do we play the game? Do we tickle the AI? Because there are upsides and downsides to both of that. Now, there's a whole, there's another side to this, right? In the midst of the community looking at TVL as a as a new Pathway for tipping the scale in regards to adoption, right? Throwing off some of these signals. The other side to this is, you know, of course, TPS. And in response to this poll at Consensus, the HBAR Bull was interviewing Brady uh, Gentile from Swirl, or sorry, from Hedera, head of marketing at Hedera. And, you know, the HBAR Bull was like, there's this poll from, you know, Brandon, from it's Brandon D on Twitter, um, blah, blah, blah. And Brady and the H-Bar Bull as well, they highlighted another component to this that I think the community overlooks. And that's the long-term strategy component to this, right? If we're talking about TVL, largely what the conversation around TVL for the community is, listen, we've got to play the game. We've got to send these signals. We've got to get the attention of the AIs investing all this money. And we have to um, play that game a little bit in the short term. But we look at the long-term strategy, TPS, and what Brady highlights is um, really what it, what it boils down to is this. You've got all of these different mechanisms and incentivizations that have to play out on a network for people to build, for people to stake, for nodes to run, all these different types of things. And where does the capital, where does the value come from to make that, make those things happen? transactions, fees paid on the network, right? And with Hedera, we've got, you know, HCS transactions, which are a fraction of a fraction of a penny. Um, Then we have certain other types of transactions, for example, a smart contract transaction, which could be five cents or even greater. So we need to increase the variety of transactions happening on the network. We need to increase the amount of transactions happening on the network because the reality is this. In a bear market, and I've talked about this a lot, in a beer market, a network like Hedera, we can't really think of it as a projectile, right? As something that we have to build momentum and build momentum and launch and see how far it goes. It really is like an engine powered aircraft that has to stay in the air. And the thing that is ultimately going to keep it in the air long term is transactions, right? And that's what Brady's talking about, Is he's saying, without that engine, if we can't get that engine started, like some other networks... And so- you know it's happened to them, like they've just fizzled out, they've collapsed, and you know at networks in the future that will happen with they don't have these kind of sustainable business models and um that's what this really boils down to is again, a projectile versus an engine powered aircraft is Hidera's in the air, and it in reality, their job right now is to stay alive, to stay in the air because the bear market's here. But, um, you know, to reference Paul Graham from Y Combinator from years and years and years ago is Paul Graham says the technology train leaves at regular intervals, right? And if you're in a situation where everyone's kind of cowering off in the corner and, you know, spending way too much money on their conference booth or freaking out or all these different types of things. Um, and you manage to kind of keep things together, you might find yourself on a train car all to yourself as the train leaves the station. So it's this balance I see on Hedera's end, which is kind of like the long-term strategy versus the short-term strategy. And I do personally feel that <clears throat> um, there might be a little bit of a misalignment in regards to the priority that Hedera places on, on something like TVL, which, you know, at a broader scale, you could argue is a little bit of a vanity metric. And then what the community and and the use cases place on it. And to me, it doesn't matter if it's a vanity metric or not, if it matters for the long-term or not. I think what this is really about is a conversation of decentralization, right? And the community's involvement with the network and the community's ability to influence the decision-making in regards to where priorities are placed in the network. And of course, Hedera is a very young network it's still not fully decentralized. It's still not out of beta, yada, yada, yada. But even though the rationale from Hedera um, for TPS being priority numero uno, um, you know, is in agreement. Like I do, I do agree with that to a, to a large extent. The reality is, is, you know, what this poll shows. And I think 650 people is, is a pretty large subsection of the Hedera community. 61% think that Hedera needs to place more priority on TVL really what that means is the community needs that and it's not like they're just throwing it out there you know i've heard so many conversations of a big bottleneck for growth for for use cases on the network is just a lack of liquidity a lack of um investment a lack of people coming over and you know, to be frank, one of the key metrics that the foundation and Hedera look at is is number of accounts, and so it's a bit of a catch twenty two situation. It's, um, we need more people on the network to generate more TVL, which will bring more people to the network. Um, and I get that conversation because it turns out that TPS may not be the thing that accelerates that flywheel short term, and I think my, you know, just to summarize my thoughts on this is really what this is about. Again, what this boils down to for me is we've got an organization, a startup with a hundred year mentality and a market that thinks in five minute increments and you can be counterintuitive, right? A lot of things that Hedera does is very counterintuitive to the crypto ecosystem, And I think that that plays out more often than not, very favorably for H barbarians, for Hedera, all those different types of things. Um, But also I do think that respecting the community's intelligence is important because there might be something there, right? When 61% of folks agree that tvl is something that should have more priority placed on it um there's probably something behind that there's probably something worth looking at and there's probably when i think i think there's a short-term strategy that needs to be looked at and implemented because in my mind you know if we look at the bigger picture and you know yeah you know AI really controls a lot of the large money and makes a lot of those decisions and Hedera isn't throwing off certain signals that those AIs look at and, you know, do we play the game or not? Is it also a situation that you just get enough of TVL growth that you just tip the scale just enough that you start to impact how crypto networks are evaluated? Is that also part of this, right? Is Hedera is such a disruptive technology that it could very well change the way that um, crypto networks are analyzed. And there's a few kind of comments and and conversation tidbits um, from the comments inside of uh, the, the Twitter post I did with that poll that I just wanted to quickly highlight. Um, so at Investology says... It's fascinating that we exist in a market in a time where rather than validating Hedera's capabilities, higher TPS has resulted in increased skepticism amongst the unenlightened. I'm often dumbfounded by the crypto space. So, again, that's kind of this other side of things is like, it is clear that this is a really important thing. And you could argue it's the future of crypto. Right. And that's that's one side to it. Um, At Mr. Ranger Park says. More TPS equals more companies building on Hedera equals more transaction fees equals more sustainable staking. More TVL equals less in circulation equals more positive price action equals higher market cap equals more new users. So clearly, those two things work together, right? Um, and it does show that maybe there's a little bit of a misalignment, maybe a bit of a, a, a imbalance, and maybe there is a there, there's a room, maybe. In this bear market with tight budgets maybe there's room for a little bit more of an initiative surrounding tvl for hedera maybe it's already underway and we've got to be you know patient who knows uh richard richard bear um who i believe also was kind of on the original hedera team um, tweeted what about tvd total value delivered a company may have 10 tps and a billion in value tied to that 10 P- TPS. We don't have a good metric for what matters, the total value of the utility of the network. So that's also interesting. Also too, not in this Twitter thread, but we saw Scott Thiel from DLA Piper mention uh, TVR, total value represented. And this, these those kinds of things get me thinking about, you know, a recent uh, tweet from Brady um, who, I mean, if he makes a last minute appearance on the show, that'd be amazing. I think that he's probably just super busy after consensus. So maybe we'll have him on another episode, but, um, cause I really want to ask him some of this stuff. So I have some questions for him that I'll probably save in my old back pocket for later. Um, cause some of the things he was talking about on that interview with H barbell was just amazing. Um, but back to what, uh, the, the kind of like TVR type thing, total value represented, a tweet from Brady that he sent out was regarding the Diamond Standard use case that we talked about last week, and the fact that they had they've tokenized fifty million dollars in diamonds on the network. And of course, I don't think that that's going to move the needle on the 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 old TVL ticker on DeFi Llama, but it does raise questions in regards to: Are there other ways in the future that that um, m- m- in a widespread way? change will occur in how folks evaluate networks. I, I I phrase that horribly. Um the way that we analyze networks and value them is that going to continue to is TVL going to continue to be the the core of that or are there going to be more things or is TVL going to be expanded, right? Could these 50 million dollars in diamonds be included in TVL for network or total value represented or uh, total value delivered or whatever it is. I think that there's, um, you know, there's many sides to this. Also, Brady says, you know, you know, in the thread itself that I posted, the more useful metric involving TPS for HCS is diversified. The number of individual applications driving the percent makeup of TPS is too centralized in just a couple of applications today. So that's also a great point to kind of add a little bit of color to the conversation is, yeah, TPS is great. But the other thing to look at in in addition to how it impacts revenue is also the fact that it really is a small handful of use cases driving that TPS, Arguably one use case at my i o driving well over ninety percent of that TPS and also diversifying the types of transactions happening. again, ninety five percent of those transactions are HCS transactions where those fees are, you know, fractions of a cent. So, we see we need to see diversification on that front. Um, also, Matt Smithies from uh, Dovu says in this thread, to be honest, Hedera needs the BSC or Polygon moment for the, quote, click to happen that folks understand that the same DeFi foundations can be deployed at a low predictive cost, but with the integrity of layer one. So there's also that, which kind of ties in a little bit to what I'm saying is like, Do we just need a slight detour in strategy for a little short-term push for TVL, just enough to flip the scales, just enough to tickle the the old AI decision makers at BlackRock to, you know, take another look, open things up? Is there something that we should be curious about? Because that could be the switch that gets flipped and gives us our kind of, you know, H-bar moment, right? Um, Lance from PixFi says, TPS only tells part of the story. We need a good mix of transaction types that show significant use of all capabilities of the network. Ideally, many of the use cases push daily active users, TVL and value settled. Definitely want more than a couple decentralized applications, making Hedera consensus service go burr. So again, pushing that further is we need that decentralization, but also we need to focus on other goals. Um, And you know, in in my mind the TVL versus TPS debate really again boils down to long-term thinking versus short-term thinking um how and also recognizing the different pressures and struggles that Hedera is going through right now in a bear market um uh, with a lot of their peers you know completely imploding and the the the, the short-term serving the long-term and i think understanding a little more the perspectives of swirl to dare the foundation in regards to the community's opinion that more focus should be put on things like TVL. Um, do we play the game? Do we get in the mix or do we continue being the, the odd duckling um, and just kind of, you know, it is, you know, do we need to keep the, our, our hands and arms inside the roller coaster at all times? Who knows? Uh, we'll have to see, but that's basically the conversation and uh it'll be one that's ongoing, I'm sure. Um also too, just another couple things here. Um just chatting about Twigital and stuff like that, uh, and Jesse was mentioned on the episode. Jesse published a great Twitter thread, his top takes from consensus. Number one. Meeting many IRL for the first time, including the H-Bar Bull. Those two have been in business and they haven't met together yet. Number two, gratitude levels full for too too many to list, but need to thank Hedera Swirls Labs for the opportunity for providing live demos front and center. Number three, some of the most memorable experiences of the week occurred off-site and were not sponsored by anyone. Number four, cannot possibly be more humbled for the reception will received generally and more specifically from a few places that have a shook in the best possible way, maybe, you know, referring to those closed door talks up on the second floor. And there's a few more here, but definitely go check out that thread. Um, the more that I read from Consensus, the more FOMO that I experience. Aberdeen, recent governing council member, and in, as in recent, I mean in the last few months. Um, a piece in Ledger Insights published April twenty fifth. Asset manager Aberdeen hints at a tokenization plan using Hedera DLT, and there's a key quote from here that I wanted to just quickly read to you. Um, uh, so so Russell Barlow from uh he's the global head of alternatives uh, at Aberdeen, and he said. "Quote: We would look to use Hedera as the tokenization provider for the tokenized offerings that we're putting out. That would be seen as a regulated security, so that it comes under our current permissions." Um, he also says, "Quote: we we were really uh, where we really see the opportunity is in the broader adoption of digital securities as the next evolution of the crypto, or sorry, of the market infrastructure." Um, and so really, this is like, um, oh, one more key point here uh, in regards to just specifically public DLTs this is really important. Quote, personally, a lot of what we've seen has been on permission blockchains on private networks. That doesn't feel as though it's the future. That doesn't feel like why all of us here or, or so why all of us are here and why we're interested It's really the idea of a much more open source and broader access. So we've heard that quite a bit from a lot of these enterprise use cases, um, kind of stressing the importance of a public network. And this is great to see. So, you know, uh, Shane, CEO of the HBAR Foundation, mentioned recently, you know, 80% of current governing council members are building use cases. Clearly, Aberdeen is one of those. And uh this will be a story we follow closely. I mean, tokenized securities on Hedera. My goodness. That's exciting stuff. Uh Deloitte um is doing some some pretty big stuff. So they're hiring uh and they're jumping into Crypto headfirst First uh with hundreds of job listings. Um, which is kind of kind of you know sudden. Also, too, there were many many rumors of a quote big four, um, kind of finance accounting firm, uh, joining the governing council. That was kind of a rumor. So, if we look at this as a potential breadcrumb, um, and, and also too, Perfectibility was talking earlier about some other kind of delight connections. Um, you know, I think that when we look at these kinds of things. And we look at a big four potentially being a governing council member. Deloitte looks like if there was going to be one of the big four, it would be Deloitte. So going to keep this one on the radar as well. There's some great conversations around this on the Hedera subreddit. So definitely check that out. Um, bu- 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 bu. I mean, what else we got going Oh, Oh, uh, new... You, yeah, use case, a new use case launched, leveraging HCS, the Derek sets a Service, and IPFS, um, is forum.io. So anyone that's familiar with 4chan, you know, kind of an anonymous conversation board uh, baked into the crypto culture, um, love it or hate it, it is a, uh, a part of crypto lore and just internet lore in general. And it's the perfect format for an anonymous decentralized forum, right? Again, running on Hedera where a thread would be a topic ID and, you know, you'd have conversations within that topic ID. Um, It would cost to create a thread one cent U.S. dollar and then to reply or vote, it would cost um, a tenth or a hundredth of a cent. So, Basically, you've got these kind of interesting um, things coming together for like a really slick, really simple conversation forum, immutable running on Hedera. And you really, you know, using this, we've seen a couple of use cases like this, but seeing this type of use case again really starts to make you think about, you know, the relevance of ad supported content in the future how these different websites support themselves and also the user having a choice, right? Do I pay a microtransaction to this website to use their product or is that cost subsidized by my user information being leveraged to serve advertisements? It's not to say one way is better than the other. It's just to say, you know, with forum.io and some of these other things running on Hedera with, you know, microtransactions, we got a choice. So try it out. You know, I, I put a post on there. It was, it was kind of cool. Like, I think that, uh, you know, I think that this is really awesome. Um, Oh, quick correction here. So creating a thread and replying, uh, is 0.1 H bar, but the, the fee is the network fee. They're highlighting the network fee, but the, 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 the cost for using the platform for those things is 0.1 H bar. Um, and, uh, yeah, form spelled with a four. So, four O U, sorry, four O R U M dot I O form clever, kind of cool. Um, great. And I mean, one thing I will say though, I mean, if it's all green text, is there any green text? I don't know. might be worth looking at. What else we got going on? hashpack. um, running out of time if you haven't got a gold backpack if you haven't got a purple backpack or whatever else is going on in the store that they launched we talked about this with tyler um on a previous episode uh tomorrow there's no more it's tomorrow is is marks the end um so you really have you know 24 hours or so you got to get into the wallet you got to get it and i'm I'm not you know i'm not shilling this the free backpacks um so grab one i don't know what's going on they're teasing. There's going to be some kind of stuff going on or something like that. I don't know, uh, but it's very interesting. It's very cool. Uh, there are also golden backpacks for sale. Uh, this is uh, not financial advice, um, but if you are, uh, you know, thinking about making one of these, uh, you know, giving one of these a home in your backpack and your knapsack and your hash pack, you're running out of time. Uh, I'm curious to see what's going to be happening with these, but it's worth checking out. And I mean, also too, I mean. Uh, are really, you know, the, the actual thing that this is about for me is hashback teasing, um, you know, enterprise collaborations, those different types of things. We've seen other wallets in the ecosystem, like blade Wallet and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think hashpack is really interesting because, um, you know, when we look at enterprise and those different types of things, enterprise requires infrastructure, but also. I'm learning more and more that enterprise use cases in a network this small really need the community behind them to reach critical mass, right? And we've seen missteps by other enterprise use cases kind of being a little tone deaf to the existing Hedera community. And of course, um, you know, maybe their core customers aren't inside of Hedera, but um, I think, that it's so critical for any enterprise use case to have the community behind them, whether the community is going to use their product or not. A great example of this is FSCO, right? Um, they, they do agriculture and, and uh, you know food tracking and all these different types of things. They were at one time using the now sunsetted MasterCard uh, Provenance blockchain product. They migrated to Hedera. Um, I don't know who's going to be, man- you know, who's going to be managing, you know, loans and sales and carbon tracking or whatever for $800,000 worth of shrimp or something tokenized on the dairy. I don't know who's going to be doing that in the community. Um, but, you know, David, the uh, CEO from that use case, has all have been the community he has been a guest on the show. He's been replying to people in the community, keeping people informed and the success that that use case sees. Is really kind of, uh, you know, when you know when these big enterprise use cases come sailing through these giant barges, they're going to bump up on these, you know, on these rocks off on the shore. It's a narrow channel. It's a small network still. They got to get through. And if you bump up too much, you're going to get water in the boat. You're going to sink. So what do you need? You need tugboats. You need tugboats to guide you through. That's the community. FSCO is doing it right. And, you know, I think Hashpack is positioned to, uh, you know, call upon those tugboats and say, listen, we got an enterprise uh, product, let's help them through. So Hashpack, I'm interested in watching that. We're going to see what happens, we're going to see what goes down. And the last thing I want to talk about, or actually second last thing I want to talk about just popped up on my radar today, the 24 hour trading volume. 4 Bar is at almost $130 million, up 768% as of three hours ago. And that comes off of the back of consensus. So, who is in a hurry to buy some HBAR right now, right? What's going on? Uh, who's buying? Who's selling? And why are they buying so much? Maybe we'll find out. Maybe there's news coming down the pike. Maybe there is a lot of excitement at consensus, and maybe there's people going back to their you know, committee and all those different types of things. They're saying, hey, you got to buy some H-bar. What are you doing? What are we doing? So who knows? But yeah, quite a, quite a shocking statistic, a step function in trading volume. Um, and the last thing is uh, just uh, fresh off the press, hot off the press. <clears throat> Masari Crypto uh, published the quarter one 2023 report for Hedera. And of course, the number one um, metric highlighted up 52% is TVL, right? Great to see. Driven by Saucer Swap Labs, Pangolin, and Helliswap also probably or two. god bless you and all hedera network services and key metrics saw quarter over quarter rise and they also highlight dell technology joining the hedera governing council um there's a lot of other stuff in the report i myself haven't had time to dive into the report but i'll take a quick scan now because i just saw it just before i was starting the show let me see here what else is interesting here uh key metrics um you know, it's it's. I mean, it, we we've kind of been so clued into all this stuff, guys. I mean, we don't really need to uh, to see a lot of this, but there are a couple interesting events highlighted from January 23rd, or sorry, January 2023. That's that's worth checking out from this quarter. Um, on January 1st, there were 108,000 new accounts created. Interesting. Um, early February, we saw the Pangolin launch, um, so we had 40,000 accounts created. Um, and also too, uh, there was another spike of accounts, um, created in March, almost 35,000 accounts. So interesting little account creation spikes. It's worth, worth, uh, checking out. Um, and then we've got, you know, saucer swap, heli swap, uh, pangolin, rock uh, rocking the TVL, which is great. Um, and we did see TVLs, uh, have a blip during a, a exploit on the network in early March that we covered quite extensively on the show. Go back and listen to that episode if you'd like some uh, PTSD. Uh, but <clears throat> we did see on January 4th and 5th, I'm sorry, crypto saw 50,000 transactions um, on those two days, um, which was really interesting. I think that was just after the, uh, the step function. Um, and yeah, I mean, Great report. Definitely go check it out. And that brings us to the, baby like that, you know, what, a, what an episode. Uh, I mean, my brain, my brain's kind of still computing. What um, <laughs> was talked about? I mean, that was a big week. Uh, so yeah, I mean, another week behind us and another week ahead, a huge shout out to everyone listening live on the Twitter spaces right now. Another shout out to everyone listening to the recording on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, and an extra shout out to everyone making a donation to the show, supporting it. I think we got just shy of 3,000 HBAR donation to the show, so I'm able to kind of like make some improvements. I'm, I'm going to get a little new podcasting setup in my office here. It's going to keep getting better and better, baby steps, baby step functions for the show. Um, uh, enabled by the community. So I think that's great. I don't want to have advertisers. I don't want to be plugging stuff on the show. I will if I have to, but I don't want to. If you have a moment, give the show a rating and review on your favorite platform. It helps a lot. Um, So really my closing thoughts for the week is this, is long-term versus short-term. I think that in general hedera excels at long-term thinking right hedera excels at counterintuitive approaches at a necessity right it's a hash graph it's not a blockchain um different strengths um it's a disruptive technology um not everyone's gonna like it when they hear of it but also as we've seen Maybe there's room for more short-term thinking, right? Maybe there's room for a little bit of playing the game, maybe. Stepping outside of the Governing Council comfort zone, right? Maybe maybe doing some things to, to help along the DeFi ecosystem and, and TVL and stuff like that. Um, I think that Hedera, I mean, again, to reference Brady, Brady is saying, you know, we want DeFi to have its, you know, Hedera NFT moment. And that's their goal for this year. So we'll see how that plays out. But short-term thinking, long-term thinking, right? TVL, TPS, what's going on? We want to survive, but maybe we can thrive in a bear market too. Thanks for tuning in to Hashgraph News and Rumors, episode 74, TPS versus TVL. Broadcast live on Twitter Spaces every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and made available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts every Monday. Get all the info you need about the show and listen to past episodes at com slash HBAR. Huge, huge shout out um, to uh, the guests this week. Perfect Ability with the Reddit report. I'm super excited to be doing those fantastic stuff. Uh, Patches, the HBAR Bull, and King Solomon. Great insights from Consensus 2023. Make sure to join the Hashgraph Enthusiast Twitter community to share your insights, ask questions, and invite new friends. I think it's over 800 members now. That link is in the thread pins to the top of the spaces. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, feel free to send an HBAR donation to enthusiast.hbar using your Hedera wallet. The full HBAR address can be found in the show notes and the thread. I appreciate everyone tuning in, showing support, and sharing the show. And I'll see you live on Twitter Spaces next Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. For everyone listening live right now, as usual, I'm going to keep the spaces open just for another moment. If you see somebody that you recognize that you haven't talked to in a little bit, fire them a DM. Say what's up. People are working on new things right now. I'm having so many conversations with people. New things are happening. Um, I guarantee you that person is doing something new and fresh. If you see a profile picture you don't recognize, well, uh, you have something in common. You've been listening to me ramble on for the last, you know, hour, 45 minutes. So shoot that person a DM. Say, what's up, fellow H-Barbarian? You know, what's going on? Uh, Make those connections. uh, And that's what this is all about. So with that, hello, future. Goodbye, past.